0: Welcome to the More Than A Mama podcast. Let's make some waves today. Hi, y'all. My name is Taylor. I'm a mama, wife, an educator turned six-figure business owner. As a client learning expert who helps entrepreneurs create and enhance their client learning experiences, I am on a mission to bring my passion of teaching to the online space. On this show, you can expect guest experts and content that will educate you on how to best serve the clients you have. Together, we will make an impact and learn to raise the bar in the online industry. Are you ready? Let's learn something new today. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I am so excited for our guest expert today. Hi, Whitney. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I am so excited you're here.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. So, Whitney and I met. We are in a mastermind, like a mindset mastermind with Topsy. And that's kind of how we connected. And ever since I've started following you, Your, your reels and TikTok videos literally (laughs) crack me up. I was binging them last night because they are so entertaining. And I love that you're able to take something that one, I don't feel like a lot of people educate on like correctly, but two, take something that's kind of like women don't talk about it in general and make it like really humorous and educational at the same time. So I'm super excited to talk to you today. But before we like dive into the questions, can you just kind of like give yourself an introduction and let
1: everybody know who you are? Okay, oh, these always—I always feel so pressured when it's I like tell me everything, <laughs> but keep it short and simple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my name is Whitney. I am a registered dietitian and holistic fertility coach, and my practice is primarily working with women who are trying to conceive. Um, of all forms of trying to conceive, whether that's just thinking about it or planning it in the future, or, um, if you've been trying to conceive for a long time and it's just not happening, if you're kind of in the more like infertility space, I work with all of those women to support egg health, ovulation, um, natural conception as much as I can through diet and lifestyle.
0: Ah, so cool. So, so, so cool. (laughs) And you're also a mom. How old? like, what are your, do you have one kid?
1: I have two. I I I have a boy and a girl. (laughs) (laughs) What is it?
0: (laughs) I was like, I feel like I should know this. Like, why isn't this coming to my head?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't put them out a whole lot. They're out occasionally. Um, Ben is six and Ainsley is four.
0: Oh yes. Fun ages. Mm -hmm. Chloe is almost three, but I'm really looking forward to like that kindergarten age, like kindergarten, first grade. They are just so cute. It's a whole They're new so
1: cute. and the conversations are just totally different.
0: I know right offended. now we're talking about like poop a lot. Chloe's still like potty training. Mm-hmm. So we're having lots of poop conversations and like where our pee comes from. And it's just like, I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I am not ready for this, but yay. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I know you're going to bring so much value to my audience. Most of the people that listen to my episodes are moms or mamas to be. So I'm really excited for you just to kind of like bring your expertise. But I want to know first, how did you like, get into this online space? Like, what is your kind of like journey? Did you always know that you would be an entrepreneur?
1: I did actually my dad, my grandparents, my grandmother, everybody is an entrepreneur in my family. Um, But I worked in clinical the whole time while I was having kids, I I worked um, in the hospital primarily throughout that because it's stable and you get insurance. (laughs) Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. That's awesome. That I, okay. I think you're the first person I've interviewed that knew that like, that's what you were going to be. That's insane. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. Like if you would have told me even two years ago that I'd be doing this, I literally would have been like, that's funny. (laughs) Like, that's a good one. Like nobody, Nobody in my family, like my side are entrepreneurs, like my husband, like his mom and his stepdad are, but this is like a very like foreign concept to most of the people in my family. Like I did not grow up around entrepreneurs. I very much grew up around like teachers who almost all of my family are teachers that mm-hmm. are like in the classroom. So that's cool. I love I that. I did know that. that. Welcome. <laughs> so did you like go to school knowing that this is eventually, I want to have my own business or like, how did that look? Like, what did you have to do to be able to have your own business while also kind of being in like the health field?
1: Does that make sense? Well, like, did I know, um, if I wanted to be an entrepreneur in college or what?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like, did you go to college thinking like, I'm also going to be want to do like, want to do
1: this? I went to college just, it was weird because I graduated in 2009 Mm -hmm. um, from college. And so I graduated in the worst economy ever. So it wasn't, it was much more survival at that point. Like I I didn't think about starting a business. I just wanted a job and they had no full-time jobs at the time. So it wasn't even, it felt like owning my own business felt like such a luxury and something that was not going well for a lot of the people that I knew in the recession. And so for a while, I was like, I'm just going to get a stable job. I just want a nine to five. I want it (laughs) to be so easy. I don't want to have to worry about getting fired. But the thing is, even in my nine to five, they had layoffs during the recession. And so it wasn't, I realized that it wasn't going to be, I'm, I'm an Enneagram six and I love stability. Me too. I realized that it wasn't going to be stable anywhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I didn't know that you're an Enneagram six. This might be why we get along so good.
1: <laughs> are you, what are you? Did you say you're six?
0: Yeah. I'm a six. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, nice be- I'm the same way. Like I struggled leaving teaching for a long time because I thought, you know, teaching's at least a stable job where Mm -hmm. I can like, I know what my income is going to be next month. I have a contract for an entire year, like, but then COVID hit and we saw educators losing their jobs because there wasn't enough kids in the classroom for the teachers to be there. I mean, districts were literally getting rid in Texas. They were getting rid of like um, the newer teachers that had just entered, you know, like Mm -hmm. veteran teachers kind of got to stay or veteran teachers Mm -hmm. were leaving. I mean, it was a hot mess. And that's what I kind of had the same thing. Like I realized in March, like, Oh, like even my nine to five, it might feel safe, but that doesn't mean that it's actually Mm -mm. safe. You know, at least with being an entrepreneur, we can create our own safety and we can like, there's a risk obviously, but there's a risk with any job. Yeah, that's insane. I had like the same exact realization and safe place. Like, I'm screwed things. either way. Let's do this. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> let's just go start a business. Hey, Tyler, like, can I just leave teaching? Because it, well. it doesn't matter anyway. Um, That's cool, though. That's so cool. How long have you had your business? Like, how long have you been in the online space?
1: I bought, officially bought my domain February 1st, of 2018. And I didn't end up leaving my position for another six months. So I'm coming up on about three years.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Has your business changed a lot the past three years? Like, have you noticed any changes? Uh, (laughs) What kind of question is that?
1: No, that's a Good question. Because it's actually, I was just journaling about this the other day, because when I started, I was coming out of, um, I was working in bariatrics at the time when I, when I stopped, um, being an, an employee, I was working in bariatrics, but I had worked in the hospital. I had done all of that. And basically it was just like, as an outpatient dietitian like you just see whoever you can get a hold of like so i had a wide variety of experience in a lot of different areas so when i went into my own space i knew i wanted to work in women's health i knew specifically i wanted to work in fertility but when i talked to my friends and my family about it um they were all kind of like you know what you should just see everybody just go ahead like anybody who will see you just just go ahead they didn't really understand like nutrition and fertility And so they, I love them and they're awesome. And they were, I talked their ears off while I was building (laughs) it. Like they were my, (laughs) (laughs) but originally when I first opened my practice, I was, I was taking anybody and everybody and it was burning me out completely. And when I decided to like take the leap and really niche down, that's when I found the most joy and the most success and the most connection with my clients too. I was actually doing what I wanted to do. And that, that has been a huge shift that probably that it's been like that for a long time, but in the beginning I was seeing everybody. And now I just, I see my, my ladies, I've got my clients. (laughs)
0: That's awesome. So let's dive into what you do. I'm very, I'm very intrigued by this because this is something that I've kind of started learning about, Mm -hmm. but You know, like recently, not recently. So when I was diagnosed with anxiety, like medicine was awful for me. Medicine works so great for a lot of people I know. But for me, it was like a hot mess. So I started like a very holistic journey with my anxiety. And even to this day, like, I don't even know, like seven years, I feel like it's been longer. I don't know. I, I manage my anxiety using like essential oils and meditation and CBD gummies, TBH. I love CBD. Yes. Um, and so I've started learning a lot through that about like how there's other ways to heal our bodies almost without medicine. And I think what you do is so cool. Cause you talk about like you know, hormone balancing and fertility, like just through food and lifestyle support. I didn't even know that was possible until probably like a few months ago. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't know. So what exactly like, do you teach? Like how, you know, like when you're helping your clients do hormone balancing and fertility, like how does food and lifestyle play a part of that?
1: Okay. So how food and lifestyle plays a part in fertility and hormone balance, you know, when you are, when we think about like the symptoms of hormone imbalance, so a lot of times it's not uh, having normal cycles or weight gain or acne, um, infertility, unexplained infertility. Those are the symptoms of things that are happening in your body. They're not the problem. And a lot of times in conventional medicine, what we're seeing is that we're just treating the symptoms. So we're, you're not ovulating. Oh, I'll give you a pill for that. Or, oh, you're having acne here. There's a cream for that, but it's not actually solving the problem. Yeah. The problem is much, much deeper. Yeah. And so I work with my clients on what I call the five pillars of fertility. Um, we talk about food, supplements, environment, physical activity, and mindset. And all of those are geared towards helping your body do it with what it's meant to do. But sometimes we just, it doesn't work as well as we want to. Yeah. And I always, I, think of it like being more sensitive. So a lot of the clients that I work with, um, they're more sensitive to their environments. They're more, they're more sensitive to the foods they're eating, um, their relationships, what they're eating or drinking, or, you know, just more sensitive all over. And that causes more hormone imbalance. And then it shows up as weird cycles. And so if we can fix the problem, we can fix the symptom too.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. Dang, wait, we might need to talk in 2021. <laughs> so we're just going to get super personal, y'all. And if you Do don't like talking about like periods and stuff, just leave this podcast right now because I just, I really want to like learn more about this. So for me personally, I've never had like all the way up to Chloe, like persistent periods. Like I can mm-hmm. never tell you when my period's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I like weight gain, like has been huge. I mean, really painful periods. It's been a hot mess. Like, because there's not a lot of education I feel around like women's bodies and how they're supposed to function. You know, like it took me forever to realize, like, I shouldn't be in bed three days from period cramps. Yeah. That sounds so dumb, but like, I literally thought this was normal, like periods equal
1: pain this is how well, that's why they have my because it's normal, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Cause you can just take medicine, but that's something I've realized for a while is like, this is not normal. And right now I have, um, Marina like birth control, yeah. mm-hmm. but I've told Tyler, we've actually been having this conversation recently. Like I really don't want hormonal birth control my entire life. Like when I got on it that month, that first month, it was like, Ah! I mean, I was, <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, it felt like an out-of-body experience. I've never felt that way before. It was insane. But I was like, I really don't want to get like pregnant the minute I get off of my birth control either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's weird. And nobody really educates on like tracking cycle. That's just not something that's talked about. Mm-mm. And I just think it's so cool that you kind of like, teach about that stuff. You're like, you know, here's what can support your body. Here's how we can actually like fix the problem, you know? Cause I know like the minute I get off of my birth control, all the symptoms are going to happen again. Like, here we go (laughs) round two. Let's do it y'all because my Marina has helped symptoms. Mm -hmm. I don't have like super painful periods, but I also don't have a period all the time, which I'm like, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's healthy. Like, I don't know if that's good. Like, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Honestly, like, it's not consistent. When my doctors asked me, like, when was your last period, I'm like, I don't know, girl.
1: Like, your guess is as good as mine. Yeah,
0: like you want <laughs> to pick a date. Like, what date do you want to pick on the calendar? Like, I have no idea. Like, here's when I was like really stressed, but I also own a business and I'm typically stressed. So, yeah. mm-hmm. it, you know what I mean. And yeah, I mean, I like. I'm just, I don't know. It's so challenging to feel like empowered. I think my mindset would be like the first thing we'd need to talk about.
1: We work on all of
0: it. (laughs) (laughs) It's really challenging to like feel empowered about my body when a lot of people are like, here's like medicine to fix it.
1: Yes. But Mm -hmm. at the
0: end of the day, like I know that medicine doesn't fix the problem. Mm -hmm. it just fixes my symptoms. Absolutely. And I'm like dreading getting off birth control because I'm like, we're just about to go back to all this, you know? Yeah. Like, here we go again. Um, Like here's some like really painful periods, like can't move for three days. And like, it's kind of overwhelming. Do you see that a lot with your clients? It's traumatic. Yeah. Uh,
1: All the time. Um, Most of, well, just in the nature of the work that I do, most of the clients that I work with have either completely absent cycles or really, really heavy cycles, um, or they're spotting, they're just not, they're not consistent. And I use the term normal very loosely because there is not really, there's a range of normal, but yeah. there's no set normal. And you're a hundred percent right. We were never given the tools to understand our cycles. I remember in fourth grade, just waiting for the sex ed talk. Like I was that kid that pretended it was gross, but I was really (laughs) interested. (laughs) Who was like secretly like, ew, yeah, we have to go do that. But like, I was there on that day with my special, like I wore a special (laughs) outfit. I was already, and all they talked about was just that you were going to bleed once a month and you were going to, and you walk out of there with like a pack of always pads. And so yeah. I think deodorant, like, I yeah. think all, they like, gave you a little care package. Yeah. Like dove sponsored it or something. I don't know, but like, they didn't talk about anything. They just said, like, once you get your period, you can get pregnant all the time. And I, I will be totally honest, even into adulthood, like I've got my master's degree in a health field and it's, I've still never, never seen them teach just basic women's reproductive health in a, yeah. in a feasible way that empowers us. Like, tell us what ovulation looks like. Tell us why we have a period. Tell us what that means. What our periods mean. Like, all of those different symptoms, like the painful periods, the really heavy ones, the really light ones, the really long ones, everything is telling. It's like a, it's like, your body's monthly report card. It's kind of cool. Actually, when yeah. you think about it, like we have a checkup every month. And if you get your period, you can look at the, this is getting really, I'm, I apologize if you're not into blood, like <laughs> no, you just need to
0: leave. I'm so inter- I think this is really interesting because I hate, like, we all have periods like, or, you know, our bodies are meant to like where, wherever you're at with that. But it's like, why is there so much shame? This is almost like a taboo topic and we all do it. Yes. Mm No. And that's why there's so much misinformation because we're in a society that's like, hey, we don't talk about that.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, it's normal. It's totally normal for you to say, I have a really heavy period and I'm going to go on birth control because of it. Than it is to say, like, I have a really heavy period and I have to eat a lot of broccoli and a lot of dark leafy greens. Like it's much more socially acceptable to go the medicine route, because that's when we don't know a lot, we're relying on other people to tell us. And the people who are telling us are trained in pharmacy and surgery. And so that's, it's just, there's a disconnect there. And I I do think that it's getting better, not necessarily from the ground up. Like I don't think the sex ed class is getting any better, (laughs) but, but I think the internet has provided more tools for women to make these decisions and know that they have options. That's the most important thing. I think If you want to go on birth control, that's awesome. If that's what you want, but you, I think every woman has a right to know that that's not your only option, you know, and same with fertility treatments, you have Clomid, you have letrozole, you have all of these different tools, but they're not the only ones. If you're not comfortable with that, you have other options.
0: Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. I'm definitely not knocking birth control. Mm -hmm. I like know for me when I got it, that was like the best decision. Like I was not in a mental space where I could handle, I mean, I just had a child. I'm like, I just don't want to get pregnant again. Don't want another one because that's like we just can't do that right now. Like, you know, but like now, like at the stage I'm at now, I'm like, I don't want that to be me personally, what it's like the rest of my life because I feel the side effects for my birth control. You Mm -hmm. know, my weight gain has been insane. Yeah. Like I work out, I eat like pretty good. And it is so hard for me to lose weight. It's so frustrating. And when I talk to my OBGYN about it, he's like, yeah, you know, like that could be a side effect of your birth control. I'm like, awesome. effective method of not getting pregnant. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. That's so exciting. Cool. Um, So like, I know for me personally, like long-term, that's not what I, I want to feel like empowered. I want to know what's going on. I don't want to just push things away, but that's just me, you know, like that's just me, but yeah, I just think it's so cool that you like openly talk about things and just like educate women on like, Hey, you know, this is not your only option, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's other ways to actually like start working on fixing the problem instead of just like taking all the medicine and doing all the things. (sighs) So cool. I wish this wasn't like, something that i don't know i like i i think about chloe a lot and i think about like what do i want her to know when she's my age right Mm -hmm. how do i want her to like feel about her body like think about like the sex ed talks that we have like in elementary school I'm like if I'm old enough to have a period possibly, I should be old enough to also maybe know about like what that actually means. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. I remember when I had my period, I was terrified. I was like, "What's happening? <laughs> like, what are we doing?" <laughs> because they made it some sort of like weird, scary, you know, like almost like taboo thing. Like it's going to happen, but we don't really want you to talk about it. Like here's yeah. some
1: pads and you're going to hide them too. Hide, yeah, hide the tampons, hide the, hide the pads. Tampons. Don't talk about it to anybody.
0: Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the boys, I don't know what they said to the guys, but the guys are weird about it too. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is natural. Like mm-hmm. we can't, we can't control it. Like, why is it so gross? You know what I I don't know. I just don't want her growing up feeling like weird Mm -hmm. about her period. Right. I don't want her growing Mm -hmm. up like that. I want her to be like, this is like my body and it's freaking awesome. And it's doing what it was made to do. And if you have a problem with that, you can go like, that's how I want her (laughs) to approach this. So like, I'd love to hear, cause you kind of started talking about a little bit, like, why do we have periods? Like, what is that telling us like about
1: our body, okay. So I just—if you could see my face, like I'm I know she get gets excited. so excited. <laughs> <laughs> so, in it's funny that you say that about like being ashamed of your period, like growing up and feeling that way. It's because it's such a one hundred and eighty from where I'm at right now. Because in my practice, like that's our main goal is to regulate cycles. We we don't want a period because obviously, like the women I'm working with are trying to get pregnant. But if we've got a normal cycle or normal, I should say um, consistent cycle, there's a good chance we're seeing ovulation. So ovulation is where the egg is released each month. And that's a very short window of time. You only have, it's five days prior to, um, prior to ovulation. You're, this is going to, again, I apologize if you don't like fem- female anatomy where it's just, your, don't, your bad don't, don't apologize.
0: <laughs> if, if you can't handle this, like you can just go, cause we are not, I like really want to have like an honest conversation about this. Cause I feel like there are none. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about this? You know Cause people mean? don't want
1: to say vaginal canal. <laughs>
0: well, we all have one. We all have a vaginal canal. If you're a woman <laughs> listening to this, you probably have one too. So you can mm-hmm. totally say vaginal canal. <laughs>
1: so with the period when you ovulate each month, an egg is released and it only lives for 24 hours. And so contrary to what my mother said, what every mother has said, <laughs> you can't get pregnant all that time, like all throughout the month, there's only a very small window of time where you can actually conceive. And so, um, this is it, it, I mean, and it is a magical time too, because ovulation makes most women feel amazing. Um, it produces progesterone, which is a hormone that helps calm us down. It promotes GABA in the brain and it just kind of like zens us out. And so when we're, when actually, when I see women who aren't cycling regularly, they tend to be more anxious because they're not producing a whole lot of that GABA. And so, yep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So after we ovulate within 16 days, you will have a period, um, or a, a positive pregnancy test. So that's what it is. Um, it's your body's way. Cause it, you have the uterine lining, you ovulate, your egg is waiting for the sperm. If the sperm doesn't, if it doesn't fertilize, then it just, it just sheds everything out, throws everything yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. And that's what your period is. But it's really important to understand that if you're not having a cycle, so a lot of, like I, I've said a couple of times, like consistent cycles, if you're not having a cycle, there's a good chance you aren't ovulating. If you're, if you aren't ovulating, you can be having all the unprotected sex you want. You cannot get pregnant. That's Mm -hmm. not how that works. And so with my, in my business, we talk a lot about, um, consistent cycles because if you're having consistent ovulation, it's going to happen. We just don't know when
0: Yeah, that's the,
1: we gotta, we gotta lay the groundwork to let it happen.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's cool. So yeah, that's (laughs) kind of like, No, I really never, I've never known, like, why do I even have a period? But Mm -hmm. that makes sense, right? Like, it's like, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to
1: bleed. I saw the best TikTok or it, I think it was a TikTok or like a little clip thing, but it was basically like your uterus every month decorates your, the house so nice and gets everything ready for parties or the party and the party never happens. And then it it gets pissed and it just like throws (laughs) everything out the front door. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I love that. So next question, if you have a heavy period or you don't have, you have like a really light period, what does that say? Like now knowing like why we have periods, what does that mean?
1: So it's a really interesting, it's a very delicate balance in female hormones. So men, male hormones stay pretty static, like 24 hours. their their testosterone goes down throughout the day. But that's like, pretty, that's about it. Like <laughs> if you looked at their graphs, it's just like a straight line. So annoying. women, it's like a symphony. So <laughs> our progesterone and our estrogen are very closely related. So estrogen is what, um, in the first half of your cycle, it's what helps build the uterine lining. It helps you feel like nice and sexy leading up to ovulation. And we like estrogen, but we don't like too much of it. And the thing about it is that once your body creates, estrogen is kind of a pain in the ass to get out. Um, it's a three-step system to metabolize estrogen out. So what we're finding is that because of toxic environments, food, um, insulin resistance, we're finding that the estrogen detoxification pathways are busted up or they're not happening correctly. And that leads to estrogen dominance and estrogen is a growth hormone. And so if you have a boatload of it, it could lead to really heavy periods. It could lead mm. to anovulatory cycles, which is where you don't ovulate can lead to weight gain, um, acne, a lot of different symptoms that we, we like a lot. We like estrogen. <laughs> we just don't like that much of it. And so yeah. that's, that's a really important thing. And then looking at how much estrogen you have compared to how much progesterone you're making, cause they, they do balance each other out. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so interesting. So I basically have like probably too much estrogen.
1: I can never diagnose cause. anything. I know,
0: <laughs> but just like, like just thinking legit, like, obviously you can't diagnose people, mm-hmm. but just like, like based off of what you're telling me, that would be a possibility. Yes. It's a okay. possibility. Mm-hmm.
1: That's always a good word. It's a possibility.
0: It's, it's a amazing. possibility. I, don't know. A I can't diagnose you, but <laughs> maybe, but that's maybe. good to know. Cause I've always wondered like, you know, like, why is this so heavy. Like it is so painful. It is. I don't miss it. Like I really don't miss it. No, it affects Um, your life. You can't function. You can't function. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was worried about after having Chloe. I'm like, I can't be like bedridden. (laughs) Like I can't, you know what I mean? I cannot not be here. Right. Like I, I, I mean, in college I had to miss so many classes because of my period,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like so many classes And that's just awful. I mean, it's awful, but I also know that's so common. I've talked to so many women who are now moms who are like, oh yeah, like I had the same thing. I'm like, why aren't we like talking about this? Like (laughs) chatting about this. (laughs) It shouldn't be normal for us to be in bed for three days because our cramps are so bad. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's not, that's not normal. Nope. That is not normal, it's
1: Not normal, but it's very, very common. And I do yeah. think that that goes back to the education piece. We don't know. We're, We're never told know. what's normal. Yeah. And actually I think collectively as a society, there are a couple of things that happen to women that we just, that are red flags, like pain, super painful periods, um, that, Oh, so-and-so has that too. It's not a big deal. And women, you know, we just keep going, like, we'll just yeah. keep, <laughs> we'll just push on. But the same thing, like after you have a baby, peeing when you sneeze, like, oh, that's, you've had a baby. No, that's not actually normal. That's that's not not, normal. No,
0: (laughs) I it's gotten better, Mm -hmm. but I had the same thing after I had Chloe. I even almost three years later, every once in a while, it'll still happen.
1: That's, and that's something again, like if we were given proper education and support after, um, after we had babies, and I mean, more than this, that like six week postpartum visit where they tell you, yeah. you can have sex again, because <laughs> that's the whole, goal.
0: it is, you are released. I'm like, I am not okay. Oh,
1: so. Not okay. But it with, and I'm not a pelvic floor, um, physical therapist, but that's what they do. And they can help build that back up again, because you don't want to live the rest of your life like that. You don't want to, you know, worry if you're going to a funny movie, if you have to put a panty liner in, you don't want to stay on birth control for the rest of your life because there are health risks and there are side effects. And if there are other options, it's cool that we know about that. Yeah.
0: I, um, was looking at, I was cleaning out Chloe's room over Thanksgiving break and I found my packet that they gave me when I became a mom, like, here's Ooh. your new mom packet. And I would say about 98, not exaggerating, 98% of it was about Chloe. And the 2% was about here. If there was one page on postpartum depression, LOL, um, there was no pages on, you know, like what your period might look like afterwards, what's normal, what's not normal, you know, or not normal. You know what I mean? Like just things yeah. to look out for. I'm really trying not to use the word normal. Cause I know we all are going to have varying, you know, bodies. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, like here's some things to maybe look out for like nothing on that. I mean, I was just, shell-shocked about how much lack of information there was right mm-hmm. I know like when Chloe and I speak up about this a lot when Chloe was born everybody was very concerned that I was being a good enough mom to take care of her right yeah but nobody was really concerned about like is my is mom okay no. like you just Not pushed a child out of your vagina but you're good, girl. Like you can go home in two days. Just make sure Oregon, that you're wiping Chloe your, correctly. Out of that space. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how much we just don't know.
1: We just keep doing it. Women just we do. We're really, really good at just trudging. And I don't. I don't want to say trudging like suffering. I don't mean it like that. We're just good at carrying on. Yeah. And I have a funny. I do have a funny story. David's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Say it <laughs> just to you know, k- kind of piggyback off of that. When I had my kids, I didn't get sent home with anything except for that little like diaper thing, like the, yeah. the mesh diaper. Mm-hmm. Um, no so pain meds, great, no nothing. Though. And David had a vasectomy, and he got sent home with two different prescriptions of pain meds and instructions to stay on, stay on the couch, don't lift anything heavy, don't do anything. And I just, I giggled a little bit because what? (laughs) I mean, it's just, I don't
0: know. And I could, I could go on a rant about this. Um, I have very strong, especially after looking at my experience, I have very strong opinions about like the expectations Mm -hmm. that are put on moms that, you know, it kind of sets the tone for, for me, at least for motherhood. I had no friends that were mom's Nobody in our family was having kids. Tyler and I were like twenty-three and twenty-four. Like we were babies, <laughs> and you know, we were great. Like we were great parents. Like you know, your parent instincts do kick in. I believe, and you you figure it
1: out. Right?
0: <laughs> like Chloe's fine. She's my semi, she's my normal. I see her on TikTok. She's doing yeah,
1: great for She's doing so good. <laughs>
0: but you know, like three years later, I am still. I still have like almost like side effects from having birth. Like I have hemorrhoids. Yeah. And even though I had those until two months ago, I just thought it was like normal and I'm not, but I'm not no, kidding. That's just it. Like there's a yeah. lot of things we think I are mean, normal mm-hmm. and like my weight gain. I'm like, maybe I'm just not, I'm not doing enough. But then I talked to my doctor about it. He's like, Oh, like we probably should talk about that. Cause that's like a significant amount of weight gain for how mm-hmm. much activity and how you're eating. I'm like, okay, that's that's good to know. What else that's do I not great. know? What else can Let's I bring talk up about it? <laughs> what else can I bring up on
1: this? Um, mm-hmm. you feel like if you don't bring it up, that you're if you don't bring up the right thing, you'll never know. Like, I gotta make yeah. sure I to say all of it. <laughs> yeah,
0: like what other oh, I have acne all over my face, like, mm-hmm. I've never had acne before, ever. Like I've never, I know I have I psoriasis. Something. I know I have psoriasis. <laughs> I'm like, where did that? I mean, it's like this semester, like we're recording this in December, by the way, y'all you don't hear this till January. We record in December, but <laughs> <August, laughs> we hope y'all had a great Christmas, um, between August to now it has, it's like every month there's been something else going on with my body mm-hmm that I'm realizing, like, is not normal.
1: Well, and and it affects your ability to do your work. Yeah. And vice versa. And your work affects your body. They're both playing on each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: It's, but I just thought, like, my first initial reaction was like, you're not doing enough Taylor. Like you need to start working out more. You need to start eating even better than you're, you're already trying. Your best. I need to be
1: meaner to myself. Yeah. Obviously what it, like it's, I'm, I haven't been hard enough on myself. I've yeah. been really, like, you're I really, really letting yourself hard.
0: go. And it's unacceptable. I mean, I'm seeing like an esthetician and I feel like this whole five months, I've just been trying to like fix myself. Yep. When I'm starting to like, because I've been watching your content for a while and I'm like, maybe, <laughs> <Just> <laughs> you maybe, know, maybe <laughs> there's something else. Like, cause all the symptoms I'm having can be side effects of the birth control that I'm on,
1: you know? Um, also, I would probably like to add like, yeah. and again, not diagnosing, but the stress of starting a business, quitting your job, having a baby, doing all of those things increases your estrogen because it increases your cortisol and yeah. it jacks with your, um,
0: yeah, sex hormone
1: binding globulin. And so that changes a lot of things. And it also makes your, con- your cycles very inconsistent.
0: <laughs> I know. And it just like, that's why I really love that you really teach on this. Cause I just want to feel like empowered to actually know what's going on and then make the best decisions to help what is actually happening. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, Cause again, I'm going to say this again, y'all don't go into the all or nothing thinking birth control is not bad. It's mm-hmm. it's okay to use it. It's a it, great option. It got me through college. Yeah. I couldn't be
1: happy. Like that, I, <laughs> yeah. it's the reason, And really though, like it's the reason I was able to graduate. It's the reason I was able to go to grad school. Like mm-hmm. all of those things that I needed to do that birth control was a, I mean, that's yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. And I'm, a, I mean, I'm the same way after I Clo, that was the best option, you mm-hmm. know, but now like three years later, this thing has been in my body for almost three years. I'm like, okay, now, like maybe, maybe it's not like the best option for like where I'm wanting to go long-term and, you know, I'm finally in a yeah. place in my business and just in life where I have the time to like learn about this. And I have mm-hmm. the time to like, prep food. I know as a teacher, I ate, I don't even know when I ate. I don't know. I was like, I ran around all day with my head cut off, but now I have the time to like make nutritional meals and you know, like take care of really, really take care of myself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it can just be like a spiral when you like feel like you have to fix more things. So then you have to work harder to fix the things, which then increases your stress, which then just makes everything worse. Like my psoriasis. I'm pretty sure it's like in direct correlation with my stress, like the days that I can really manage my stress levels, my psoriasis is okay. Like that's, it's big flare up. Yep. Um, which is nice. Cause then I know like what I need to be focusing on, you know, if I'm mm-hmm. feeling stressed in my business, I take a step back. Cause I really don't want my face to break out. You're like I really <laughs> want my
1: face to look okay. <laughs> yeah. I
0: really don't want to look like a tomato today. So maybe yeah. we can take a step back. But yeah, it's just crazy. And I think a lot of it is just lack of education regarding other options. And I love that that's what you kind of like bring to the table, not saying like, hey, birth control and medicine. It's all bad and it's wrong. Mm -hmm. You're just like, hey, like, here's some other things to think about. You know, here's some other things to consider. Um, And I just think that's so cool, Whitney.
1: Well, I, I appreciate thanks, you, Taylor. <laughs> well, and I look at things like this and I you, when you're going through it and I've gone through it too when you're having those symptoms, when you can't get pregnant or when your acne is crazy or when you got eczema or psoriasis, it feels like your body is failing you and it yeah. feels like and and what we do mentally is end up fighting our body and hating on it. In fact, what I like to do when I look at those things as just your body's way of saying like hey, something's wrong. Like we're not doing well. This isn't functioning well. we can't keep doing it the way we've been doing it. And I, I know like, <laughs> as we age, cause I mean, you're still, you're still babies, but a little, a little <laughs> like into your thirties <laughs> and stuff, what ends up happening is like, we develop more pain or we develop other things. And again, as a society, it's just brushed off as age. Oh, well, you can't be as small as you were when you were 20 oh, you can't be fit. You're a mom or, you know, that's just a part of aging, get used to it. When in fact, like it's not normal, it is a problem. And we do, we do have options to take care of ourselves. And so I think that's probably, if I could offer any advice for anybody out there who's in that position where you feel like your body is just like hating on you and you are hating it right back (laughs) is to look at those symptoms as just a signal that something's happening. And the one of my favorite things, and again, no one who's going through it is going to feel like this, but one of my favorite things about fertility struggles is it does make you stop. It makes you pause and really take a look and give you more patience with yourself and more time, not more time to do it, but maybe you make more time to take care of yourself Yeah, because you've got something bigger you're working towards. Because a lot of times as women, like if it's just death to us and we're just taking care of ourselves, we won't do it. We'll just keep going. Like We don't. Mm -hmm. And that's so sad. That's something I learned
0: about myself. this year. Yeah. That's something I learned about myself this year is that, you know, with my business, I'm like, we are going to freaking go. Like once I have like my goals and I know how I'm going to get there, Mm -hmm. I get after it. Like we're not making excuses. We're not doing any, like you will be successful period. But when it comes to myself, that can bring up a lot of like Thoughts that you didn't know that you had about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like I just being like honest, I realized like I am so quick to put my family, my husband, my daughter, my business, my dog (laughs) ahead (laughs) of myself. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like that.
1: You Mm -hmm. know, that's
0: not like a quality that I want to have. And I think all of the health stuff that's come up for me, especially the past four months, has been like a big eye opener. Like, hey, like, you know, you need to take care of me. Like you need to take care of your body mm-hmm. and your mind and your gut. That's something I'm working on right now. Like gut health.
1: Gut. Um, um, it's all yeah, about the gut folks. It
0: is. <laughs> it, I mean, when I can eat good, I notice my anxiety, like how it affects my anxiety, you know, like I, I see it and I feel it like on the inside, but I think like the past three years, and I know I've talked about this on my episodes before. Like I've really put myself aside, you know. Like it was easy for me before I became a mom, because mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do. I go to work and I get home. Like I guess I'll work out because, like, oh. I don't know what else to do. I have like six hours I got, to like, myself. Four hours to kill yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> what do I? Have to, I guess I'll go run. But when I became a mom, that like drastically went away, mm-hmm. and. I do feel like part of it was like the influences I had, like it was expected of me to be Chloe's like 25, seven attendant, you know, like it's when we're, when we become moms and there's not really a lot of education on how you take care of yourself afterwards. Like I felt like a brand new person. Mm I am not the same person I was before Chloe. Yep. And I feel like a lot of moms can like resonate with that, but I also didn't know how to like take care of this new person, you know, like mm-hmm. my, I'm so like inside outside, like everything feels so different after having her. So yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that rant, but it, it's just going to be hard to like realize like, wow, I like really almost don't think that highly of myself. Like that's something yeah. I'm having to work on. I know I talked to Topsy a lot about this too. like what my self-worth is like, where my self-worth comes from, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: Yeah. And the the thing is too, and this is the most interesting or an interesting concept to meet when you are a caretaker, when you're someone who gets satisfaction from helping others or from serving your family or your clients, when that's like, when that's your satisfaction, if you think about it kind of in the reverse, if you aren't feeling good or you're sick, you can't be the best person you want to be. You can't be mm-hmm. that support person. You can't be that that excellent like rock star in your business. It changes everything. And so I always like to say, if you're it has to start with you, you have to yeah. have the basics taken care of with you if you want to move forward in any meaningful way, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it's just so it's so crazy, but like luckily, You know, luckily, like that's always a decision we get to make. Like when we realize there's like other ways to do it, like, oh, like I have those options, you know, like Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity, like to not stay stuck in like what's happened the past three years and be like, how can next year, how can tomorrow, how can even like the next hour work towards like how I want to feel about myself? I think that's one of the biggest goals I have in 2021 Is now that my business, like, so thankfully is at a place where I'm like, you know, I have a team, like I've worked so hard the past five months to like build my team, have people support me, like really grow, like what I'm known for into something big. So selling's a little bit easier. Like, I really want to kind of like take a step back next year and like really focus on me. Yeah. Like in the year, like with Taylor feeling how she wants to feel. You mm-hmm. know, I think that's yeah. one of my biggest focuses next year I and we it. might be talking. I love it. <laughs> we might be it.
1: talking. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know like when we had Chloe, I did not have any fertility problems. Like we were not expecting to have her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, like getting off my birth control, that's going to be fun. I'm like, you brace yourself, Tyler. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? But I know like eventually we do want to have like a second kid Mm -hmm. and I just want to feel like, like good about it. You know, I want to feel like empowered. I want to know what's going on. I'm like, you know, Tyler, we got to meet up tonight because we are ovulating. Like, let's do this. You know, like I really want to feel like empowered to know what's going on. So then, after we have our second kid, I'm able to continue that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know? and if you come into so uh, like obviously you've you've experienced a pregnancy and a postpartum, and you know that they're not. It's not easy on the body. It's very, very draining, both mentally and physically, em- yeah. well, and emotionally and when you walk in or come into a pregnancy and you're already depleted because you have your body uses up a lot of nutrients to create a baby and if you don't consume it it's going to take it from you and so like if you're not getting in enough iron or if you're not topped up on you know iron. vitamin c or all that stuff that was me. there's a lot of different nutrients um but it's it's going to absorb the baby is going to win out and so what that does is if you're already starting let's say like you're only at a five, at a five, out of 10, you're starting at a five when you get pregnant, then you are at a zero when the baby is born. And then you're actually in the hardest part emotionally to care for this baby when you're feeling like crap. And that's when I really see a lot of hormone imbalance set in is when we're not starting from, from a fully topped up nutrient base. And we put a pregnancy on top of it and then it, breastfeeding and lack of sleep and all those things what I see a lot of times is developing, um, autoimmune disease, like hypothyroidism and, um, never getting your cycles to regulate again. Like I see that all the time with women. They're like, well, before I had kids, I was having a pretty like normal 28, 30 day cycle. And then I had kids and now it's just like every once in a while. And so all of those things, that's kind of how I like to think about it. So if you're taking like this next year to really focus on your nutrition, that's going to mean that when you walk into this next pregnancy, Uh, walk, climb, jump, leap, whatever. (laughs) When you go into this next pregnancy, you will be starting from a different place and your odds of, um, one, having a really healthy pregnancy are better, but also having better, um, postpartum outcomes too.
0: Yeah, that, I think that is exactly what happened to me. Um, like basically what you just said was my birth experience because, and that makes so much sense looking back on it, because, you know, I was young. I had no idea. Like I was in good shape. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, it worked out a ton. Like I ate good. Like my body was my cute little 20 year old body that I don't know anymore. (laughs) Um, like, where'd you go? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I like had really bad iron deficiencies Mm -hmm. when I was pregnant. I actually had to get a transfusion at like 39 weeks because they were really concerned if I was going to be able to be able to birth Chloe or not. Yeah. That was really scary, but I didn't know I should have been taking like iron supplements, you know, like no, nobody told me. Nobody anything. checked it.
1: Well, I think yeah. they checked iron at like 10 weeks, but that's like, yeah. <laughs> that was a long and time.
0: you know, I would be like, Hey, like I'm really tired. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, yeah, you're pregnant and you're supposed to be tired. I'm like, okay. Like I can, I'm, I'm about to like literally fall asleep teaching to my children, but I guess that's normal, you know, it's like, <laughs> and I mean, I would sleep like 12 hours. I would come home and take three hour naps. Like it was an abnormal amount of time mm-hmm. to be tired looking back Getting on oxygen. <laughs> it, Yeah. So then when Chloe was born, I mean, I had like postpartum depression, my iron, I still think to this day is not like,
1: no, is what not. it's not good. It, yeah.
0: Like I, I mean, people are like, yeah, you have a toddler and you know, you run a six figure business. I'm like, okay, but I am like really tired sometimes, yeah. like barely can keep my eyes open. Like, I don't feel like that's normal,
1: <laughs> you it's know? Not. Like, I don't know if
0: that's normal, but yeah, I think one of my big goals next year is to like, really like I don't know. I have like a vision in my brain of how I want to feel. Like Mm -hmm. I want to feel good about myself. And like, I want, like when we have a second pregnancy, I want to do like everything in my power to actually enjoy it and to set myself up for success. Like after the baby comes, Mm -hmm. you know, like if I have PPD again, I want to know exactly what resources I have to help with that. You know, if like my iron's low again, I want to know what to do. Like I, I mean, Chloe, I obviously love her. Mm -hmm. Her birth and like pregnancy was awful. It was awful.
1: And that's fine to say that. It's, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, I don't care. If y'all have a problem, you're listening. Like, I don't care. Like, it was (laughs) awful. And, you know, it's like, I just don't want to go through that again. Mm Well, and it's
1: going to take some time too. It didn't,
0: for sure. This
1: feeling didn't happen overnight. And especially if you're dealing with more like hormone imbalance, and this is something that's really important to know when you're trying to impact hormonal change, it's going to take at least three months before you really see a big difference. And especially with ovulation or improving egg quality, that takes at least 90 days because your mm-hmm. eggs take about 90 days to mature fully. So if you're eating like Cheetos and Bonbons all day and <laughs> sleeping two hours a, a night, it's not the eggs you're producing now that that are going to have that. It's the eggs you're going to produce three months from now. And so yeah. like with the pandemic, what I saw is that in March when everything kind of hit the fan, I was still like my clients were still having pretty regular cycles then, but come like June, everybody's cycles went crazy because it was almost like feeling the full effects of everything that had happened earlier.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's been weird during the pandemic. It's weird that we're even talking about a pandemic. You know what I mean? like? It's just oh, so crazy. <laughs> um, but it's just weird that, you know, like at first I felt okay, but like the longer it got, like, you know, that's when my psoriasis showed up. Uh-huh. That's when, uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, hey, this, this yeah. is making sense. Like the timing of everything, like that's so when my hemorrhoids started happening. You know, like yep. it was, but it's weird. It literally took about like three to four months for me to <laughs> really start feeling it. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. But I'm excited. I think I'm really excited next year. Like, I know it's not going to be like the way wake up the next day. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, I'm
1: huge. We want it. And that's the hardest part. Like patients, yeah, if you're in America, like that's just not our strong suit. We want it now. We want it yesterday. We <laughs> wanted it like five months ago. And so that's, I, I understand when it comes to anything having to do with your health, it's so much more tempting to just take a pill. It is so yeah. much more tempting because it, it, you're going to see the, the effects immediately. Yeah. Yeah you are really trying to heal what's going on or really trying to focus on long-term. Like, how do you Mm -hmm. want it to be long-term? I always encourage you to think like, how do I want to feel in a year? Do I want to still be doing this in a year? How do? what's that going to look like?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's Mm -hmm. so good to just like check in with yourself. I mean, this, this semester, I almost went on anxiety medicine because I was like, I literally don't know if I have the capacity to do this on my own right Mm -hmm. now. Like, I know we, I think we actually talked about this in like the voice messages some and for Topsy's Mm -hmm. mastermind, but I was like really kind of going back and forth. Like my anxiety is almost out of control where I am really struggling to, you know, just like do this right now. Like this is almost too much just Mm -hmm. like and I feel like that was the same way with birth control. Like I do not have the capacity to try to do this holistically yeah. or natural. Like I just need birth control. I need my symptoms fixed. And,
1: and I think that's so very good. important. And that's what yeah. they're there for. I love that. That's an option. Because yeah, How miserable sure. would it be going through it without like having to try when you're not in a place where you have that capacity?
0: Yeah. You. It's not
1: going to happen. It's yeah, never going sure. to happen. Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. So I think that's so important to think about y'all is like also just give yourself a lot of grace. Like it's a journey. Like don't beat yourself up. Like if I decided to go on anxiety medicine, there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean, you know, that I have to be on it the rest of my life. But like, mm-hmm. that just means right now, this is the best choice.
1: It means Things are insane and it needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I'm yeah. hoping
0: 2021,
1: 2021. Is- Everybody's got such big,
0: <laughs> Oh my god. myself
1: included. I keep like, I bought my new planner this week. And I'm yeah. so excited I'm like I, I know it it's be so a good year. Cute. I have a cute planner
0: <laughs> it's so cute but yeah just like I mean it's so weird you know with my business I don't struggle at I mean I mean I cry sometimes but overall I don't struggle with like, getting it done. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to myself, it is really hard. And I relate to a lot of entrepreneurs who, you know, are like really struggling with their business. Cause even though I don't struggle with that, when it comes to myself, I understand the frustration like mm-hmm. of you wanting to feel and like your life look like a certain way so bad and you're just not there yet. Um It's hard. It's just, I hate using the word hard, but it's really freaking hard. So I just want to like encourage y'all, if you're listening, you know, like just give yourself grace, Mm -hmm. realize that this is also a 2020 was a very out of ordinary, crazy (laughs) year. Um, so just like recognize that and recognize that we have seasons. Like sometimes we just don't have the capacity to even go there. Mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Just know that you have other options. And that's why I love what you teach on Whitney is like, here are other options. You know, like I want to just educate people that you have other options and you have other ways to, I don't know, like, I don't know about your health. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and again, just to be clear, we're not knocking people that take medicine. I'm, I mean, I'm on birth control right now. We've both been
1: on it. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So y'all just know that there's other things out there for you. And I know that Whitney is a great resource. Whitney, do you have anything coming up that my audience needs to know about? This is coming out in January. January.
1: Yeah. I, as a six, as an Enneagram six, I take forever to put things out there. Like (laughs) I watch these other entrepreneurs. I'm so not jealous. I'm impressed when someone's like, I have an idea for something. And then two weeks later, it's like out into the world. It's, I mean, <laughs> someday, maybe I'll be that person. I've been thinking about this course for the longest time, or it's a group program is what it's going to be. And it's called rainbow roadmap. And it's for women who have suffered a loss, whether that's miscarriage or, um, ectopic pregnancy, um, stillbirth, whatever, a form of a, of a loss. And it's a group coaching program designed to support hormonal health and fertility after experiencing that, because there is, if, and I, how do I want to word that there are providers that are supportive after a loss, but there is a glaring hole of programs and education, um, and support for women who have experienced that. And that's what the whole, and I, the reason it took me so long to get it out is one, because it's, it's a hard topic it's a really hard topic to talk about. And that's why there's not a whole lot out there for women because it's much easier to just, you know, focus on something else. Let's talk about, you know, I don't know, cooking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But really a little bit lighthearted. And so I wanted to do this program because obviously I work with a lot of women who have experienced loss and it's just, I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of it yeah. being nothing for them. And so that's opening in January. And I'm so fucking excited. Like I'm oh, excited I too. I don't even yes. know. Yes. <laughs> um <laughs> it's okay. I am really, really excited. And I've I've already got like a really good few people who are joining me and I'm like, like
0: I'm so excited. Yeah. That's gonna be so great. <laughs> Ugh, Whitney, I love everything that you do. I will literally we will be talking next year (laughs) because I'm so like my first goal that I wrote down for 2021 had nothing to do with my business. I'm like, my business will be fine. Like my, my whole method. And this makes me wonder if I'm a six sometimes is like, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's going to be fine. Um, but my, like my big goal next year is like, I know Tyler and I are looking to like expand our family. Hopefully like Mm -hmm. Chloe can go back to daycare. Like I really just want to focus on myself mm-hmm. and like really start getting to like the root of a lot of things that have been happening the past three years. Cause I think I finally have the capacity to do that. You know, That's so
1: exciting. I'm excited. I get too. so excited for this part. Like, I ah, know. <laughs> Chris, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like when someone shows you their course and they're it's just like a hot yeah. mess, you're like, Ooh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's fix it. <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. That I'm so excited, but Whitney, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, She has her amazing program coming out this month when you're listening in January. Mm -hmm. Um, Be sure to check out the show notes so you know where to follow her. And yeah, Whitney, thanks so much for being on. This was so much fun. I had so much fun. (laughs) Me too. Well, next week um, we will be picking up our February series. So I will see y'all next Tuesday. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the more than a mama podcast. Before you go fold that laundry that's been sitting there since last weekend, I have one more thing for you. My mission is to create content that serves and impacts you. So if you love what you heard today, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. screenshot your review and tag me on Instagram at more than a mama underscore. So I can connect and create content for you, my listeners. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to make waves today. Bye.